0: I'm so glad you're here. Hope you're having a great day, a great week. Um, We just got some big Disney news. They've announced the day of the holidays coming back to the disneyland resort so we we knew the holidays were coming so i guess it's not that big of news we knew it was happening we just didn't have dates yet so the holidays will be taking place at the disneyland resort november 11th through january 8th so if you're interested in visiting disneyland and seeing all of the holiday decorations the nightmare before christmas Haunted Mansion Holiday, all that kind of stuff you're going to want to visit during that time. No word yet if Marius Nights, which is a special ticketed holiday event that takes place after hours, there's no word yet if that's going to be happening again. I assume that it will be, but no word yet. I will let you know as soon as I hear anything. In other Disneyland news, there is still no news on Magic Key Renewals. Everybody is very anxiously awaiting any information and Disney has not released anything. So they started selling annual passes, I believe August 25th of last year. I know it was at the end of August. So a lot of these people who purchased it at the very beginning, they are coming up for renewal and they're not able to make any park reservations for after their pass expires and they're starting to feel really anxious because Disney has not released any information about when they'll be able to renew if they'll be able to renew they haven't said anything about magic keys except that they stopped selling them completely a few months ago maybe in May I think So now everybody's just waiting for new information on that. I get a lot of DMs about that every single day and we just don't have any information yet. I wish we did. And I'm a little frustrated that Disney hasn't given us any information, but I'm not surprised. They seem to wait and wait and wait to announcing. So hopefully we get information soon. I imagine we will, but it's just a waiting game at this point. On Monday, August 8th, then Disneyland is bringing back early entry for hotel guests. So, if you are staying on property at one of the Disneyland resort hotels, either the Grand Californian, the Disneyland Hotel, or Paradise Pier, then you are going to be able to go into Disneyland or California Adventure 30 minutes before the parks open. Now, when I first heard about this, I was like, only 30 minutes? That's not very long. But I didn't realize that they were letting you choose whichever park you wanted. So both parks will be open for early entry and you'll get to decide if you want to go over to California Adventure or over to Disneyland. And now I'm more excited about it because it used to be when they did Magic Mornings and early entry that there was one park that was assigned to it so like hotel guests could choo- couldn't could choose they were assigned to Disneyland or California Adventure that day but the fact that you can choose which park you're going to I feel like is really going to disperse the crowds for that early entry and I think that 30 minutes is going to have fairly low crowds I mean I'm expecting really low crowds and I think it'll be really kind of cool Now, early entry guests don't have access to every single ride in the entire park, although that would have been amazing. So, for Disneyland, then they have Fantasyland open and... Tomorrowland, so you can ride Alice in Wonderland, Astro Orbiter, Buzz Lightyear, the Monorail, Dumbo, the Carousel, Mad Tea Party, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Peter Pan, Pinocchio, Snow White, Space Mountain, and Star Tours. They'll also have um, Galactic Grill will be open, and Plaza Inn, Market House, and a few little shopping things that you can do. That their first thirty minutes, but. Don't waste your 30 minutes eating or shopping. You're going to want to take advantage of the short lines for rides. Over in California Adventure, then Guardians of the Galaxy is open. and Coaster, Little Mermaid, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, Monsters, Inc., Sorin, and Web Slingers are all open along with some little places to eat and shop over there as well. So there's quite a few options and I'm going to be there to check it all out I'm really really excited so I am going to be staying at the Grand Californian I've never stayed there before so that's a dream come true I feel very lucky and blessed to be able to do this I'll be there on the first day that they start early entry and I'm going to check it all out so I can figure out the best strategy and the best ways for you if you're going as a Disneyland Resort guest and doing early entry, or if you're just going as a regular guest and still trying to rope drop, it's going to change things a little bit. So I'm going to go experience all of it, check it all out, and come up with some different strategies so that I can help you out when you go on your vacation. So that is all happening this next Monday. I'll be there. I'm going to get there Sunday and then I'll be there in the parks Monday and Tuesday checking it all out. So I'm really excited about it. You can follow along on my Instagram stories. I'll be putting tons of stuff on there. I story all the time. So it'll all be in my stories. You can check it all out and kind of follow along. All right. It's August and that means my Disney gift card giveaway has come to an end and it's time to choose a winner. So anybody who rated and reviewed my podcast in July got entered to win the $25 Disney gift card and I randomly selected a winner and it is Danielle Hogan. So congratulations, Danielle. This is what she had to say. She wrote, I love this podcast. Melissa posts so much awesome info on her blog and Instagram, but I love the podcast as well as she goes into more detail on such great tips to maximize your trip at the parks. Saving money and all details of Disneyland I never even knew. Rope drop tips, rides, I mean everything you need to know. I don't go anywhere else for my Disney tips. Melissa has all the content made just for you. Thank you so much, Danielle. I appreciate it. Congratulations. You can send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email at mixinsamagic@gmail.com at gmail.com so that I can get you your Disney gift card. So reach out to me and I will get that sent off to you right away. And thank you so much for everybody who rated and left reviews. It really makes a huge difference. That's how people find me and that's what helps me grow. And I I really appreciate it so much. So thank you so much. You guys are all amazing. Today is one of my very favorite things. It's a Once Upon a Time episode. I love these episodes because I love diving really deep into different attractions and the storytelling and the history behind them. So today we are doing Monsters, Inc. Mike and Sully to the Rescue over in California Adventure, and I learned so many cool things that I'm really excited to share with you. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll jump right into Once Upon a Time, Mike and Sully to the Rescue. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mixin's Some Magic. if you're considering a vacation in 2022 now is the time to make your hotel reservations and get your park tickets things are booking up quickly if you're wanting to visit disneyland during halloween time or during the holidays You need to jump on it and get your park tickets so you can make your reservations and get your hotels booked as soon as possible because there are some really great rates there's some great deals out there but the great deals go quickly those are the ones that get booked up the quickest Because they are the cheapest. So if you book in advance, you're always going to save money. If you book last minute, you're probably going to pay full price for your hotels at least. If you book through Getaway today, you're always going to save money on your park tickets. But if you really want the best deal on hotels, you need to book early so if you're going if you're considering going make plans right away there's still great deals on hotels for halloween time but they are going quickly and there's a lot of availability for the holidays but since disneyland just announced the dates i'm expecting that those will start going quickly too so i'm going to put a link in the show notes to getaway today You can go on their website and check out what they have, or you can give them a call. I'll put their phone number in my show notes as well. If you book a package with them, which is hotel and park tickets, you can use my code MSM10 to save an additional $10. Now, what I like to do to save the very most money is to stack things so you can get the discount tickets through them. I like to buy the four day get the fifth day free so you're getting the fifth day at the parks free plus they have a lot of great hotels that have third or fourth days free or nights I guess they go by nights third or fourth nights free so if you can book a hotel that has the third night free or the fourth night free combine it with the fifth day free on your park tickets, add in my $10 savings, then you're saving quite a bit of money when you add it all up. So that's what I like to do, stack the savings. It's totally doable. They let you do it. I do it all the time. So that's what I like to do to save money. So give them a call or check out their website. Tell them Melissa from Mixin's Some Magic sent you and get that trip booked ASAP. They even have layaway plans so you can make payments as you go. They're really great. I know you're going to love them. <music> I am so excited to be talking about Monsters Inc. Mike and Sully to the Rescue. That is the last time I'm going to say the attraction's title in full because it takes forever. I'm just gonna call it Monsters Inc. from here on out. I really enjoy this ride. It's considered a dark ride, and it goes through and tells the story of Monsters Inc. and closely follows the original movie. So it's all about Boo. Who is a human child arriving in Monstropolis and all the chaos that it causes and then Mike and Sully trying to get her back home. So it's a cute little ride. It's got some really fun features and some things that maybe you haven't noticed. We're going to talk about all of that, plus we're going to talk about the history behind this attraction which I found really interesting. When they first started plans for an attraction back there in Hollywood Land. They had no thoughts about a Monsters, Inc. ride because Monsters, Inc., the movie, had not even come out. So they were creating Disney California Adventure and coming up with different attractions that should be included in the park. And Disney CEO Michael Eisner, at the time, the CEO, he loved the idea of this attraction called the Superstar Limo. So he really pushed it through. So the plan was there would be this wildish attraction I think it was kind of a roller y type, but maybe not quite as wild. And the story was that you are an up-and-coming superstar and you're picked up in your limo from LAX. And then Eisner will call you on the video screen to tell you that your huge movie contract with Disney isn't signed yet. And to sign the contract, you have to rush through L.A. traffic, avoiding the paparazzi, and arrive at Grauman's Chinese Theater to meet Eisner, where you can then sign your contract. So you would get in this limo and you would rush around iconic landmarks along the way, iconic Hollywood landmarks. And then you'd arrive, Eisner would inform you that unfortunately, the paparazzi have captured you on your drive to the theater in some unsavory situations and they had some bad photos of you and that because of that, the contract was now void and you were no longer getting a big deal with Disney. So that was the ride and then when you exit the ride you'd exit into a gift shop where there would be ride photos that they had taken while you were on the ride that had been kind of like superimposed with tabloid headlines. So Michael Eisner loved this idea and they were moving forward with it full force but unfortunately in August, August 31st 1997, then Princess Diana died in a car accident While paparazzi were pursuing her vehicle. And suddenly, this attraction that Disney had been working really hard on seemed to be really tasteless and in bad form, and Disney didn't feel like they could turn it into the ride that they had planned. So they had to make changes really quickly. So they had to fix it because opening day was coming fast, but they didn't have the funds to really change it that much. So They had to fix it, but the fix was really bad. They still called it Superstar Limo, but they created a slow ride instead of a chase ride. And they had all the props and all of the things all ready to go, but the Imagineers tried to add in lots of details with celebrities, but it just didn't come together and the ride was terrible. It just didn't work. It opened on February 8th in 2001, the same day that Disney California Adventure opened and guests hated it. I never wrote on it myself. I didn't even know it existed till I went to do this podcast episode, but one reviewer suggested that they wrote, burn this ride to the ground and start over. The press hated it. Everybody hated it. Even Michael Eisner wasn't happy with it. They just tried to make it into something salvageable and it just didn't work. So on the ride, they had likenesses of different celebrities like Whoopi Goldberg and Drew Carey, but the ride just seemed really cheap and the jokes didn't make any sense, especially to the kids. Kids didn't understand or care about this ride at all. And it closed January of 2002, that's what I'm trying to say. January 2002. So it was open barely a year and they closed it down. That's how bad it was. So if you got to ride Superstar Limo, you should really consider yourself very lucky because I think most people didn't even get the chance. So they shut it down and decided they really had to revamp it. Well, in 2001, in November of 2001 is when Monsters, Inc., was released. It was a really popular movie and so they decided to just re-theme the ride into Monsters, Inc. So I always assumed that Monsters, Inc. was created just as its own little ride. I had no idea that it had been rethemed. So if you are interested, go onto YouTube and look for a little ride video of Superstar Limo. It's really amazing to see how it's exactly the same Monsters, Inc. ride. They have just changed it into Monsters, Inc. instead of this Hollywood ride. So it was a pretty inexpensive redo because really not that much had changed. They changed the limos into taxi cabs, even the big telephone booth in the queue that was there all the posters were there like the decorations just had to be tweaked a little bit and then it was perfect for Monsters Inc. Even the facade of the ride with all the doors that used to be a bunch of Hollywood signs. Now what I found really interesting is that the celebrities they had all of their little animatronic celebrities they are still there they just covered them up with hazmat suits which I thought was so hilarious. So If you're on the ride, there's one monster that's in a hazmat suit and he's holding, he's standing on one foot and kind of moving around and he's holding three or four um, pictures of Boo in his hand. Well, that used to be Drew Carey on the Superstar Limo ride and he was standing there on one leg, kind of dancing around and he's holding out maps of LA. And so they've kind of repurposed the ride and I, wouldn't that be so funny to be able to go and unzip the hazmat suit and see Drew Carey's animatronic under there? That would be hilarious. Do you think the cast members ever do that? Man, that would be so fun. So that's what happened. It just got rethemed and now we have Monsters, Inc. that we all know and love, but it didn't start out as a very good attraction. Now, this has nothing to do with the ride, but I came across this information when I was doing research for this episode, and I just wanted to share it with you because I thought it was really cool. So, you've seen Sully out in the parks. He, you know, the character version of Sully, and he's this huge blue monster, and I guess the costume weighs 80 pounds and has fiberglass arms held up by little, like, handlebars some metal handlebars and each of the elbows that hold up the handlebars that the person in the costume has to hold on to these little metal bars to move the arms they each weigh 15 pounds so whoever is in that costume is lugging around an 80 pound costume and lifting 15 pound arms up and down which i think is pretty amazing so i had to share it's monsters inc related just not monsters inc attraction related but i think it still goes The attraction that we know and love today opened January twenty third, two thousand and six, and Tokyo has a version of it, although it's not exactly the same. And while Disney World has the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, is that what it's called? I think so. Which is not a ride at all. It's like a little show that you go into, and it's kind of a comedy club type thing where Mike is telling jokes. It's really pretty cute. But it's not the same as the ride that we have in California Adventure. Now, it used to be pre-COVID that if you were the first one to ride the attraction of the entire day, then they gave you a little pass and you were the screamer of the day. And you could then ride the attraction as many times as you wanted during that day without waiting in line. Which is a pretty cool thing. Now they haven't done it since the parks reopened after COVID, but I'm hoping that someday they bring that back, which would be really kind of cool. So if you got to be the screamer of the day, that's pretty special. They give you a little certificate that you can save, and I think that would be really fun. So when you're entering the attraction, you go through a facade with a bunch of doors on it that says Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. If you've seen the movie, then this makes a lot more sense. If you haven't seen the movie, you're probably a little confused by the whole ride. So if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Totally worth your time. So on the attraction, there are 236 doors that are all made of wood except for one door that Randall is swinging on towards the end of the ride. There's 12 door styles, 26 paint colors, 8 wood colors, 10 decals, 3 hardware styles, and 6 doorknobs. So the Imagineers used all different kinds of combinations to make all different kinds of doors. So no two are the same. They all look different based on all of those things that I just talked about, which I thought was kind of fun. This attraction lasts three minutes and 40 seconds, and you can ride it standby. It's also available using Genie Plus Lightning Lane. So, if you have the lightning lanes for the day, Genie Plus, then you can enter using the lightning lane. The ride can, the lines for the ride can get long, especially later in the day, and it can be hot in some of those those hot California days. So I recommend riding it earlier in the day or later in the evening if you don't have a genie plus because if you're gonna wait in line anyway, you might as well wait when it's not hot. Now they do have a thing called the buddy pass where you can go if there's only two people or if you have two people and a very, very small child, you can ask the cast member at the front if they're doing buddy pass. If they are, then she will give it to you. He or she will give you the the pass and then you can enter in through a different entrance and they'll kind of squeeze you onto the ride to help fill up space it's kind of like single rider but they put you all in one row so if you have a really small group or just one child who wants to ride with an adult ask about buddy pass because that can really save you a lot of time waiting in line sometimes they don't offer buddy pass it just kind of depends on the day but it's always worth asking Now, once you get inside the actual inside part of the queue, they have an outside part that's not very interactive, but the inside part is pretty cute, they've got lots of ads on the wall talking about Monstropolis because now you've entered Monstropolis and they've got the telephone booth that I was talking about. They have a big cooler vending machine where monsters can buy drinks and snacks and they're pretty funny. It's called the Drooler Cooler and the snacks they have for sale are like fat and lard and all kinds of things. They're really cute, very clever, so it's fun to be in there and kind of checking out what they have around while you're waiting your turn. So the taxi will pull up to take you into the heart of Monstropolis. It's kind of like you're waiting at a, a bus station or something like that before you board the taxi. So you get onto the taxi, there's three rows and it can seat up to nine people if some of those people are small. I don't think you could really comfortably fit three adults on one row, but two adults for sure. So you climb into your taxi and then you are on your way into Monstropolis. Once you're in your taxi, you kind of go down this dark highway, it seems, and there's a little news camera that flips on in your vehicle and you can watch a little news reel. There's breaking news because there has been a security breach and a human child has come through one of the doors and they are now loose in Monstropolis. This has never happened before and so all the monsters are panicking and they have pictures of Boo who is the human child who has escaped into the city and everyone is everywhere looking for her. So now we find ourselves getting off the highway. We're in Monstropolis and we see Mike and his girlfriend Celia. It's her birthday and they seem to be starting a bit of a date night, a birthday date night with Shmoopsy Poo. That's what Mike calls Celia. We head into Monstropolis, and if you pay close attention and look at some of the billboards and the store signs, they're pretty clever. Like there's Tony's Grocery, but it's G R O S S E R Y. And so there's some cute little storefronts. We see Randall, but then he disappears. He's the bad guy. And then we see some reporters that are interviewing a witness who has supposedly seen the human child. He says that she picked him up with her mind powers and shook him like a dog. So we keep going through the city and we see Mike, or not Mike, Sully, and he's holding Boo and he's dressed her up like a monster. He's trying to keep her hidden and safe from the authorities and he says, oh Boo, we got to get you out of here. That's when we head into the Japanese sushi restaurant called Harry Harryhausen's, which is in Monstropolis and it's very difficult to get reservations at. Well, Ma- Boo and Sully have been there just ahead of us and people noticed Boo, a human child, in the restaurant, and havoc ensued, and we kind of arrive on the scene just to see the aftermath. Boo and Sully are gone, but there is a lot of aftermath happening. Now, interestingly enough, Harryhausen's restaurant is named after the famous stop motion animator Ray Harryhausen. I hope I'm saying his name right. I'm not sure. But he worked on notable films such as The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad back in the 1950s and Clash of the Titans in 1981. But the sushi chef who runs the restaurant in the ride is based on an octopus from one of his films called it came from beneath the sea now the octopus in that movie only had six tentacles and they were hoping nobody would notice because they didn't have the budget to do eight tentacles and so as kind of a nod to ray the octopus in the restaurant who is the chef only has six tentacles Now, right as you enter the restaurant, if you look at a little mural that's right behind the octopus chef, then you will see some Japanese style art. And you'll notice that there is a stylized version of Marlin from Finding Nemo, which is kind of cute. Now, when you go into the restaurant, take a deep breath because you're going to be able to smell ginger. It's very pronounced, I think, if you're paying attention. So you take a deep breath, you can smell the ginger from the restaurant. It's one of my favorite parts of the attraction. Now, as you go along, you'll be able to see out of a window and there's a bunch of monsters running around outside. There are silhouettes of them running. Now, if you pay really close attention, you can find a hidden Mickey. It's really hard to see because these monsters are moving quickly, and it's not just the Mickey head. It's a full body silhouette of Mickey Mouse. So if you pay close attention, you'll be able to see him running by mixed in with all of the monsters. The restaurant's covered in food. There's dishes everywhere. It's a complete disaster. And then we see Mike's girlfriend, Celia, and she is very angry about what has happened. This is not how she wanted her birthday to go, and she is quite upset. And along with her being upset, all of the snakes that are her hair are also upset, and they all have names, which I didn't realize. Their names are Amelia, Ophelia, Octelia, Bobelia, and Madge. So if you're ever wondering what the names are of Celia's snake hair pets, are they pets? Are they multiple personalities? I don't know. It's just her hair. (laughs) Those are their names. Next we enter a scene where we're kind of on the streets of Monstropolis still and there's The CDA, which is the Child Detection Agency, is swarming the city. They're in their hazmat suits. They've got their lights and their detectors and their vehicles. And they are looking everywhere for Boo. And Mike and Sully are trying to keep her hidden. And so we go through the Child Detection Agency in our taxi. And if you notice, you'll see the one that used to be Drew Carey. That's the scene that you'll find him in this agent so we keep going through there they even have showers set up for monsters who have been contaminated so they can decontaminate them but they are everywhere and mike and sully have got to get taboo somewhere safe Mike and Sully are going to take Boo back to Monsters Incorporated offices where all the doors are located so they can find her door and send her home. So we go through a little hallway where we see two teenage monsters who I think work the early shift. They seem like they're kind of uh, custodial or maintenance workers. Their names are Needleman and Smitty. So Needleman is the taller thing thin one and they're one of them has smitty has braces needleman has acne and their voices are cracking and they're saying nothing exciting ever happens here they're very funny. Then you go into a locker room, which I've always imagined is kind of a locker room where all of the Monsters Incorporated employees go to get ready for their shift. There's lockers and bathroom stalls, and you can hear Boo in one of the bathroom stalls, and Sully is outside knocking on the door asking if he's done because he is anxious to find her door and get her safe as soon as possible. Mike is there standing on a bench. And if you look closely on the bench next to him, there is a giant contact lens, which is kind of funny because he has one giant eye. And make sure you take a deep breath in this room too, because there is a scent of kind of like baby powder, almost like a deodorant type baby powder smell, which is pretty good for a locker room. It could smell a lot worse. On the way out of the locker room, we see Randall kind of skulking in a corner and he says, race you to the scare room. And then he disappears. So that's trouble because Randall's always causing problems and he wants Sully to get in trouble so he can be the main scarer. Now, when he disappears, it's using an illusion called Pepper's ghost illusion, which Disney likes to use a lot. It's used in the Haunted Mansion, extensively in the ballroom scene. But how it works is when a real or recorded image is reflected in a transparent screen at a 45 degree angle, viewers see a reflection of the virtual image that seems to have death depth, not death depth and appear out of nowhere so that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense to me but maybe it makes a whole bunch of sense to you anyway it's an illusion which apparently is fairly easy to create and when I was doing some research for this and there's even like ways you can do it at home which might be kind of fun if you had some extra time and some interested kids you can create your own little pepper's ghost illusion Next, we enter the scare floor where Boo's door is ready to go. It should be super simple. Sully should just be able to walk up to her door, open it up, send her home. But Randall's got to go and ruin everything. And so he takes Boo's door and says, you'll never find her door now. And he kind of like puts it into the mix with all the other doors so that there's like a room where all the doors, kind of like a warehouse where they store all the doors and they're pulled into the scare room by different machinery. And so he sends her door off into this warehouse room that's full of thousands and thousands of doors. And how in the world are they ever gonna find Boo's door? It's quite the problem. So Mike and Sully are stressed. And so they're go in, you go into the warehouse type room next that's filled with all these doors, and it's really quite an impressive scene because there's just doors everywhere. And it's fun to look at all the different doors and try to spot Boo's door, which is very distinctive and pink. This is the point where you see Randall swinging on her door. And this is the door I was talking about that's the only door in the whole attraction that's not made out of wood. It's made out of metal so that it can swing and hold Randall, I guess. I don't know the reasons. It's just made out of metal. So you see Randall swinging on it, and everything seems hopeless, and that's when you come to the my very favorite part of the ride. There's some doors you pass on the left, three of them, and one of them is going to open as you pass by. You don't know which one it is till it opens, so there's three different scenes that you might see. The first one is a monster who is in a child's room. He steps on some jacks, and he... Makes a big scene and falls down. The second one is Harry from the movie. This monster named Harry. And he has a 2319 where he has a sock stuck on his back. And everyone yells, it's 2319. Which I guess is like code for you've been contaminated. And the CDA runs and jumps on him. And to take care of this contamination issue. Issue? Yes. sounds weird all of a sudden issue yep there we go it's okay and then the third option is my favorite the door opens you're in the snowy antarctic winter scene and there is the adorable snowman not the abominable snowman he holds up some snow cones to offer you one that are yellow these yellow snow cones and he says what it's lemon And if you take a deep breath there too, you will be able to smell a lemon scent that only sprays out if you hit the lemon snow cone scene. So I always cross my fingers for the lemon snow cone scene because it's pretty cute. Incidentally, if you want to go to the adorable snowman's ice cream shop over on Pixar Pier, he has the It's Lemon ice cream. It's very, very good. Next, we come around the corner and see that Boo has gotten the best of Randall. She's sitting on his head, hitting him with a bat. And he is changing patterns each time she hits him. Now, if you pay really close attention, sometimes he changes into the haunted mansion pattern, which is pretty fun to see. There's also a hidden Mickey on him. So if you pay attention, when he turns a yellow, you can see a purple hidden Mickey on him, kind of like on his side. So as you're going past, notice if you're really lucky, you'll be able to see the Haunted Mansion pattern. If you're extra lucky, after that, you'll be able to see the hidden Mickey. After that, we come to the end of the little warehouse filled with doors and we see that Sully and Mike have gotten Boo's door and she is ready to head on home. There's a hidden Mickey over on Sully's tail that you can find right in this location. And it's so cute because Boo calls him Kitty. She always calls Sully Kitty. It's adorable. And sometimes I get a little choked up at this point on the ride because I remember the movie. And the movie just breaks my heart when he takes her back. But then I'm like so happy for her family because I know... She's back where she belongs, but then I feel so sad because she and Sully love each other. No, makes me cry every time. So sometimes I get a little choked up at this point on the ride. I try to keep it together for the most part though. After that, the ride is coming to an end. Boo made it safely back home, and we go through, as we're exiting the building, then we have to pass the CDA, who is decontaminating us, just in case we had any interaction with a human child, and then there's a reporter there who's interviewing one of the CDA monsters, and he's saying, we can neither confirm nor deny the presence of a human child, so they're not even sure that it really happened, but we know the whole story behind it. I love the planters over by the reporter because if you look closely at them, you'll notice they have eyeballs in them, which I find absolutely adorable. And sometimes then you can find a hidden Mickey in this location too because the reporter has a microphone and the cord to the microphone will sometimes form a little hidden Mickey. So check that out on your way out. But before you can exit the ride, then you have to meet Roz. She is the supervisor over Mike and Sully. And during the movie, she's always after Mike about filing his paperwork, but then we find out that she's actually a high-ranking government official undercover. You find that out in the movie. They don't really touch on it in the ride. But she's there as you're waiting to get off the ride, and sometimes she will interact personally with you. Sometimes she says just pre-recorded. Things, but other times she will specifically interact with somebody in the car. She might say, Oh, young lady in the second row, I like your glasses, or point out something about their Mickey Mouse ears, things like that. She often says, you didn't see any human child here today, correct? And you can respond to her and she'll respond back to you sometimes, which is pretty cool. But either way, she's there having, she has something to say, but sometimes it's kind of tailored to you and your group, which is always kind of fun. The last thing that I wanted to mention about this attraction is that all of the voices for the characters in the attraction are voiced by the original actors from the movie, which is pretty cool. That doesn't always happen. A lot of times they don't use the original voice actors, but in this case they did. So all of the voices you hear are the original actors from the movie. Well, I thought that was fun. I love learning about the backstory and the history and the storytelling of rides, and I love having things to really look for when I'm on the attraction and point out to my kids and people that I'm with. Disney just does such a great job with details on attractions, which I think is why we all love Disney so much, because they really put in time and effort into the stories behind these attractions and the storytelling of the rides. I love it so very much. Well, that's all I've got for you today. Make sure you follow along on my Instagram. If you're in going to be in the parks when I'm there next week, I hope I'm able to see you. That would be so fun. I always carry stickers or something that I can pass out to your kids. If you're going to be there and see me, then come say hi. I am, Oh man, I'm so excited. So follow along on my Instagram. It's going to be pretty fun. And that's it for today. I will be back next week with something new and a full report from my trip. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.